Welcome to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated with host Kristen Harper. She's here to give you those extra tips that you don't always get from other health and wellness programs. Kristen has all the bases covered and just a bit more. Now, here is your host, Kristen Harper. Hello, this is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on Voice America's Health and Wellness channel and also on KFNX. Today's episode is all about improving your body image and health. Tune in to hear all about poor body image is a stressor that can interfere with your health, how to improve your body image body image research, and much more. And my special guest, it's definitely an honor to have her on, is Nadia Craddock. If you'd like to learn more about me, please check out my two websites. My first is I'm a health and wellness speaker. That website is Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-E-N, harperspeaks.com. I just did a speech recently in Las Vegas at the International Aesthetics, Cosmetics, and Spa Conference, June 24th in Las Vegas on the top ways to reduce stress. Uh, Definitely a great turnout. And also go to perfecthealthconsultingservices.com. I do offer coaching and hair analysis packages there to balance body chemistry naturally and to increase energy, improve health, and much more. And also, if you'd like to be a sponsor of the show, please send me an email to Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-E-N, at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. Your business will get so much coverage because Voice America is the largest internet radio network in the world, and KFNX is the largest network in Phoenix, Arizona. So there are many stressors, okay? There's financial stress, poor body image, nutrient deficiencies, toxic metals, genetically modified organisms, you know, GMOs, fast food, and more. And the whole point is to reduce or eliminate these stressors so that the body can go back into balance and it can heal itself. So I wanted to talk about body image because poor body image is a stressor, but also my story. And I did have an eating disorder in my past. I had an eating disorder for nine years and I struggled with binge eating and poor body image. And how it started for me was I was affected by the media, you know, and society's influence that, you know, I, I should, you know, be a certain size and, uh, you know, to be thin. And I was influenced, you know, with the models, the, the thin models in, in magazines. And that influenced me. So I thought I was fat when I didn't have a weight problem, and this started my senior year in in high school, so I thought I was fat, and I had, you know, the poor body image, and that just, that, that, because of that influence, I had those thoughts in my head, and then those thoughts, those unconscious thoughts, 
cause my binge eating, cause my eating disorder. And so I just feel that this is a really important topic to discuss. So let me introduce my special guest. Nadia Craddock is a PhD candidate at the Center for Appearance Research, exploring whether big business can foster positive body image, and if so, how and under what conditions. For her first study, Nadia has interviewed over 40 executives working at brands and agencies to discover how industry leaders view the topic of body image and how, from their perspective, it relates to their work. Prior to starting her PhD, Nadia worked as a research associate at CAR, C-A-R, was involved in a number of different projects related to improving body image in young people. She was a member of the Dove Self-Esteem Project Research Team led by Associate Professor Philippa Diedrichs and was primarily responsible for the global evaluation of Free Being Me, an evidence-based Body Confidence Curriculum in Partnership, the World Association for Girl Guides and Girl Scouts. In 2016, the Dove Self-Esteem Project was shortlisted for the Times Higher Education Award, Most Innovative University Business Collaboration. In addition to her PhD research, Nadia produces and hosts the Center for Appearance Research's monthly podcast, along fellow CAR PhD candidate, Jade Parnell. The podcast has a five-star rating on iTunes and is regularly featured in iTunes Top 100 Podcasts and Education Listing. The podcast has a listenership in over 130 countries worldwide and features experts speaking on all topics related to body image and appearance psychology research. Nadia has a first-class degree in psychology from the University of Faith and Masters in Human Development and Psychology from Harvard. And her area of expertise includes body image, eating disorder prevention, corporate social responsibility, colorism, global interventions. It is an honor to have Nadia on my show. Welcome. Hi, Kristen. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, um... Very happy to have you here. I've been looking forward to this episode for a while. And so uh, what is the weather like in the UK right now? Well, it's quite extraordinary. We've been having a heat wave here. So it's been very hot and sunny and it has been for the last couple of weeks. And I think it's predicted to be hot and sunny for uh, the weeks coming. So which is quite unusual, I have to say, for a British summer. Yeah, that's interesting, and uh, it's uh, very hot here as well. I'm actually located in Lake Havasu City, Arizona, in the desert, Mm -hmm. so it gets really, really hot here in the summertime. Yeah, it's probably not quite as hot here, but um, it's unusually warm for for the UK, I think, but people are enjoying it. Okay, so I'm just really intrigued with your podcast, so if you could just get more into detail and and talk about it. Yeah, sure. So our podcast, we release episodes every month and we talk about uh, episode, we talk about topics related to body image and appearance psychology. So kind of covering everything that the Center for Appearance Research does. 
Um, some of our popular episodes include topics on social media, on male body image, on eating disorder prevention. Um, and what we like to have on the podcast are bring in some of the leaders in the field, speak to them, get their perspective, and then kind of balance it out and speak to people maybe with lived experience or people working in charities or uh, perhaps people working in business as well. So, um, yeah, so it's every month, a uh, different topic each time. And I run it, as you said, with uh, another PhD student at the Centre for Appearance Research, Jade Pinnell. Yes, and I just appreciate what you uh, both are doing because this topic is so important and you're reaching a lot of people doing this uh, podcast. So, yeah, we really enjoy it as well. It's it's good fun and, and we get to speak to, you know, the the, the leaders in the field in the, in the world um, who who are doing research in this er- in, in these areas so it's it's a fun thing for us to do that's wonderful so why do you have such an interest in uh, research when it comes to body image um, that's a good question I think research has um, it's I think with body image, it's easy. To, it, well, I think we all are experts in body image and our own body image. I think it's it's a very intuitive topic, but I think research is really important to help guide um, our interventions um, and really know what what causes what and and how how we proceed and how we navigate these topics and how. So I think. Um, yeah, I, ju- I just think it's it's a it's a way to look at it at, at a macro level. Right. Okay. So, what I'd like to find out because my show is all about health and wellness. Mm-hmm. Okay, my show is on the health and wellness channel on Voice America, and so I want to relate this to health as well, like as far as body image. So, how does poor body image impact health? and quality of life? Sure, so that's a good question. And what we know from the research is that negative body image, so poor body image or body dissatisfaction, and there's lots of different terms, predict lots of negative health outcomes to include um, depression, anxiety, disordered eating. We also know that people with body image concerns or body image anxiety are less likely to engage in healthful behaviours. So that could include um, eating fruits and vegetables. It could also include going to the doctors when they might need to. It can also include maybe uh, going for cancer screenings. Um, Also, people with, we know that people with body image concerns are more likely to engage in risky behaviours, risky health behaviours. So that could be uh, smoking, for example. So it it has quite a a wide ranging impact on, on health. And then when you're talking about quality of life, I think what's important because I think these things are interrelated is that people with body image concerns are less likely to engage and enjoy social activities we know that body image concerns can have an impact on your social life and how you um, and on your relationships with other people um, so I think that again has has a kind of impact in that, on on your quality of life and how you how you kind of like navigate the world and and how you feel about yourself as well Yes, I completely agree. And when I was going through my eating disorder and had the poor body image, I actually 
did isolate myself from people. Mm -hmm. So that is absolutely true. So what I want to uh, talk about now is, you know, with women, Mm -hmm. uh, do you feel overall women are more affected by the thin ideal of society and the media? Yeah, so I think evidence to date has really shown that body image concerns affect women maybe more so than men and especially when we look at ideals presented in in the media and you mentioned the thin ideal there so that's a kind of the um uh kind of is what we kind of associate with women i think it's interesting it's also it's interesting and important to think about the ideals that are are shown to men and i think predominantly we've focused on on women in the research uh, maybe more so than men, and I think there is evidence to show that men are also affected by um, ideals presented in, in the media, but the ideal is slightly different. So, as you said, with women, it's, the ideal is turned to be to be thin and and toned increasingly now, whereas with men, it's more about muscularity and leanness. So, and and how that works. Because you you mentioned this uh, right at the beginning in terms of like how media can affect how people feel about the way they look, and I think it it can kind of work in in two ways. So you have one aspect where you kind of internalise this ideal that you know to be beautiful you need to be thin and and young and white or light skinned, for example, and and you kind of believe that that is what it takes to be beautiful, and then maybe in turn successful or or happy. And then, then the other piece, I think, is when you make social comparisons and you make those upward social social comparisons to the images that you see in the media. So, you know, that, that girl, those models are thinner than me and they're prettier and they are, um, they've got better skin. And you make those comparisons while believing that those things are, are inherently better. Um, so I think that's kind of how the, the mechanism works between looking at those media images and then feeling worse about your body. And we know f- from the research that looking at those images can, looking at those like, kind of hyper-idealised, unobtainable uh, for most people um, models can can lead to people instantly feeling worse about their own body image. So I think it's the, the media does have a, a powerful effect. And I think what we know from the research is that women generally, when we look at the kind of like population-based data that are, or report to be, um, or to have uh, more, are more likely to have body dissatisfaction. But I think it, we should bear in mind that men also experience body image concerns. And I think maybe there, there are other factors to consider that body, body image concerns for men are slightly different. So as I said, that it's more about muscularity and leanness. And then there's also, when it comes to men, there's an idea about masculinity and conforming to masculine norms. So men might be less likely to express body image concerns or report body image concerns and we might be less likely to look for them as well right uh, uh, you provided some uh, just wonderful information so what we need to do right now is go to a short break and this is Kristen harper radio show host my show is tips to keep you healthy happy and motivated on voice america's health and wellness channel and also on kfnx and today's episode is all about improving your body image and health with special guest Nadia Kradok. Please stay tuned and we'll be back very soon. 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Kristen Harper is a health and wellness speaker and founder of Perfect Health Consulting Services. She inspires people all over the world to keep healthy, happy, and motivated. Get a virtual health coaching or hair mineral analysis package at PerfectHealthConsultingServices.com to help you get healthy and stay healthy. Also, go to KristenHarperSpeaks.com to hire Kristen Harper, a health and wellness speaker, for one of your events. Be sure to visit both of Kristen's websites, PerfectHealthConsultingServices.com and K-R-I-S-T-E-N HarperSpeaks.com. Now is the time to take your health to the next level and become the best version of yourself. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated with Kristen Harper. If you would like to connect with her, reach out via email to Kristen at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-E-N at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. Now, back to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated. We are back. This is Kristen Harper, a radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on Voice America's Health and Wellness Channel and also on KFNX. And my special guest today is Nadia Kradok, and today's episode is about improving your body image and health. And it is all about... My show is all about health and wellness, so getting healthy and staying healthy, including eating healthy, eating our cooked vegetables, and you know, taking our nutritional supplements, and a healthy lifestyle, and meditation, and this topic is very important because poor body image is a stressor which can affect our health in a negative way. So I, I, I wanted to have an expert on my show who can you know talk about this important topic, who has a lot a lot of expertise. And then was I was definitely impressed with her her bio. So Nadia, uh, before the break we were talking about the uh, thin ideal and so, would you say overall, in terms of like those that have eating disorders, would you say it's more women than men? Now, I do understand that men do have eating disorders, but would you say overall with statistics that more women have eating disorders? I think the evidence definitely points that way. I think the what we generally see in the stats is that or a common stat that we see is that it's kind of like 90% women, um, 10% men. Again, I think the caveat to that is that we may 
recognize and look for eating disorders within women more than men and men may be less likely to report when they're struggling so I think I think we can say from the evidence that we have now that eating disorders are more common in women and and it, it definitely points that way but I think we should also uh, be very clear and remember that men do get eating disorders too as you said. Yes, absolutely. And then I was just curious too because I told you that I struggled with binge eating and mm-hmm. how it, and and how it started for me first was I was cutting back on my food intake. I wasn't eating very much. Mm-hmm. And eating like low calorie foods and drinking diet soda, eating popcorn, eating green beans. And then also I did a, a lot of uh, vigorous exercise, but eventually that led into binge eating. So just based on your expertise and your research, when it comes to uh, binge eating, do you feel that binge eating affects more women than men? Uh, Again, I think the, the evidence points that way. I think it's important what you said in terms of your experience of binge eating disorder, that it was really triggered by restriction and I think what we sometimes forget when we talk about binge eating disorder that that there is that restriction element in there too and we kind of know even if we just take dieting um that strict like restriction weight loss based dieting is one of the biggest predictors for um for eating disorders so I think that's a really um important piece when we're talking about binge eating disorder um I do you think that, uh, and so I think I think that's hmm, just trying. To think, what what sorry? What what else? What's the, what's the second piece to the question that women get ha, ha, uh, experience binge eating disorder more? Yeah. Do do you feel mm-hmm. overall they experience binge eating more women? Yeah, and yeah. As I said, I think the evidence uh, definitely points that way, but it's not um, an exclusively uh, a female condition, which I think is exactly that we need to, to yes. always bear in mind. Yes, it, um, binge eating does affect men and women, yet more women are affected. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, so I agree. I mean, uh, you know, dieting and restriction, you know, is a problem. And then, like I said, I was influenced uh, by the, uh, the media, you know, and the thin ideal. And then that caused me to have thoughts in my head and my thoughts were, and you know, we have two minds. We have the conscious mind and the unconscious mind. And so I had these thoughts in my uh, my mind, which I wasn't even aware of most of the time. They were always there, like, I am fat, I am fat. Kristen, you are fat. And going, when I did my meditation, eventually I became aware of that thought. I am fat, I am fat. And I truly feel that that thought cause my eating disorder so uh, my next question here is we talked about this briefly but maybe you can get more into detail and, mm-hmm. and, sh- and share whatever you like but what is the impact of dieting on body image and disordered eating including binge eating is there anything I- else that you'd like to share yeah, sure. And I, I think it's worth coming back to because I think there's a, there's a couple of things to say. And I think the first being what I said before in terms of dieting is a, it's a huge predictor for 
um, disordered eating. Um, and disordered eating behaviours on a range of scales, so restriction being one or um, other compensatory behaviours, so over-exercise or um, maybe taking diet pills, that that type of thing. Um, the other thing to say about dieting, which I think maybe surprises a lot of people, is that it's a predictor of weight gain. So if that's something that you care about, um, dieting is not a good, or, like, or that kind of weight loss focused dieting is, is not a good not a good strategy because I think we can't sustain the restriction um, that we impose on ourselves those rules that we impose on ourselves that they're, they're generally unsustainable they're not really a lifestyle choice and then uh, inevitably we kind of fall off the wagon and kind of fail and then end up feeling bad at, about ourselves and then kind of go on to um, maybe over- overeating and or you know kind of eating it in, in a way that we might not be so happy about so um and I just think that there's no good research to show that dieting is, a, is an effective health-related uh, strategy when we're really focusing dieting on, on weight loss and restriction. Um, and I think there's a stat that commonly gets used that you know 90% or 95%, I think, of diets don't work long-term. And most people end up regaining the weight that they might lose in the short term. And, and many go on to, to put on weight, uh, put on more weight, Um you know the subsequent few few years so um i think there's there's something about having healthy lifestyle behaviors um so we would always encourage you know eating fruits and veg and drinking lots of water and having a really balanced diet um and kind of enjoying exercise but i think those kind of restriction diets or any of those fad diets that you hear about like um I don't know, I know that Atkins is kind of out of fashion now, but like Atkins or paleo, the, the kind of diets that are not sustainable uh, long term are, are just generally not not very, not useful when it comes to health. Yes, and, and so for me, it was just, I went through that dieting and then binge cycle. Like mm. go, on, go on a diet, food restriction, then go back to binge eating, and then back to another diet, and then back to binge. And this just went on and on and on. And I, I, I do feel you're right. It's it's a, you know, a healthy lifestyle, a balanced lifestyle. And and we have um, we all have our different approaches. And, and just for me, uh, I. I eat healthy. I don't have cravings anymore. I don't have poor body image. And I, I personally don't eat fruit, but I eat like a lot of cooked vegetables and I eat, you know, animal protein and, and some complex carbs and, you know, some fat. And But it's it's more balanced. It's not extreme. I'm not, you know, really cutting back extremely and, and you know, consuming only a, a, you know a little bit of calories it's not extreme it's more balanced and healthy yeah I think I think balance is important and I think the other thing that's really important is that is to emphasize there are no you know wholly good or bad foods I think when we assign morality to food you know like oh that food's bad or that food's you know I'm going to be good and eat this or you know I'm going to be naughty and eat that I think that kind of almost encourages that restriction binge cycle that you were talking about, that's so common, even when it's not a full-blown eating disorder, that we're like, oh, I'm going to be good and like only eat um, you know, low-calorie foods, and then I'm going to really indulge and and kind of be naughty and, and eat, eat other foods. I, I just don't think that's like a healthy mindset when it comes to what we're eating. So I think if we kind of take away um, the morality with food and, and there's kind of a movement towards intuitive eating, so you're kind of just eating, you know, when you're hungry, what feels right, what 
kind of feels right for you at that time um that you're more likely to have a healthy attitude to food and then and as you say not have cravings not kind of um because I think I think if you restrict or like have strict bans on certain types of food then they become like uh, like such a guilty pleasure like you know you don't have them you don't you don't allow yourself to have them you don't allow yourself to have them and then and then when you do you can't it, it kind of makes sense you can't control you don't know how to eat them in a controlled in a, in a way that's kind of um in a way that's healthy or, or balanced that they, that they because they're so um, you've attached so much weight to them that um, I think that's how it, it can lead to like that kind of that binge cycle or the, the kind of um, or a sense of lack of control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, basically, I was planning to uh, come out with a book in the near future on binge eating and my story of how I was able to overcome binge eating and my eating disorder. And so what I did is, and I I think in my book, what I'm going to do is just talk about two different paths that potentially women can take. And, and one is, this is what I did isn't necessarily, you know, that women have to do this, but this was my path is what I did is I ate healthy and, and had these certain foods and there were certain foods I avoided. But what I did was I would eat healthy and then I would still have my binge eating, right? Because you don't usually overcome that overnight. So I would still have cravings and binge on on healthy foods. But then I would just say, okay, surrender, let it go, it happened, move on. And then I go back to eating healthy again and eat my healthy foods and avoid certain certain foods or unhealthy foods. And then I go back to a binge later on, surrender, and I go back to eating healthy. That's one path. That's the path that I took. But then... For some women, it, it might not be the, the best uh, strategy because, like you said, it's hard to avoid certain foods or say this food's bad for you or this is unhealthy for you. And it might not be the best strategy. I mean, might not be the best strategy for some women, but then they can take a, a different path and do what they can to work on themselves, improve their body image, and let go of the binge eating. And then once they let go of the binge eating, then eventually they can move on the path of eating healthy. But uh, Nadia, I don't know how you feel about this, but overall, regardless of someone has an eating disorder or not, I feel that all people in the world, every single person, including children, should eat healthy to prevent illness. So I always feel like at the end result, everyone should be eating healthy, but it's just of how you get there. Does that make sense? Yeah, so I think what you said with the first strategy, I think the important thing that you said there for me was about not sort of judging yourself and attaching shame to it if, if you do have a binge. I think that's because I think that's part of the disorder that there it, there is that sense of disgust or, or shame and, and guilt, which I just don't think is, is helpful. So that kind of mindfulness and acceptance and letting go, I think, is um and that non-judgment, I think, is important. I think the the other thing, and it's kind of closer to the second option that you're saying, is there's a, an approach called health at every size, which is an approach that I really like. And it's it's an it's a alternative to the kind of weight-centered approach to to treating people struggling with with, with food, how they're eating, and it's 
it's really a movement to promote size acceptance and kind of end weight discrimination and and to kind of encourage like a balanced approach to eating and and kind of life enhancing physical activity and and a respect for all body shapes and sizes because I think when we're really focused on trying to achieve a certain size I think that's when we kind of lose sight of of that kind of help of of eating in a balanced way and and enjoying activity and it's not something that becomes you know something that you're because I think if you're only exercising because you're trying to fit into a size of jeans I think that's it's never going to be sustainable and it's not going to be pleasurable but if you're kind of doing something that you really enjoy doing moving in a way that you're you're going to do that's going to be better for you in so many other ways so I think when it comes to eating I think it's kind of promoting for me anyway and this is the health at every size approach is to kind of promote flexible and individualized eating kind of based on hunger and society um, and and feeling of fullness and and pleasure rather than kind of a, a regulated plan that's kind of focused on weight control yes uh, so uh, yeah there's um, definitely those two paths that I feel mm-hmm. and then I also um, I have to say before we go to a short break that I do agree with you that we sh- just this, there's too much focus on appearance and our bodies and weight and the external and I just feel that we need to go more within because the truth is within and so now let's go to a short break this is Kristen Harper radio show host my show is tips to keep you healthy happy and motivated on voice america's health and wellness channel and also on kfnx and today's episode is improving your body image and health with nadia kredak please stay tuned and we'll be back very soon Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Kristen Harper is a health and wellness speaker and founder of Perfect Health Consulting Services. She inspires people all over the world to keep healthy, happy, and motivated. Get a virtual health coaching or hair mineral analysis package at PerfectHealthConsultingServices.com to help you get healthy and stay healthy. Also, go to KristenHarperSpeaks.com to hire Kristen Harper, a health and wellness speaker, for one of your events. Be sure to visit both of Kristen's websites, PerfectHealthConsultingServices.com and K-R-I-S-T-E-N HarperSpeaks.com. Now is the time to take your health to the next level and become the best version of yourself. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated with Kristen Harper. If you would like to connect with her, reach out via email to Kristen at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-E-N at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. 
Now, back to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated. We are back. This is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on Voice America's Health and Wellness channel and also on CampNX. And today's episode is Improving Your Body Image and Health with my special guest, Nadia Kradok. And so I think what I'd like to get into now is because we did talk about Nadia's podcast, which he's doing great work. We uh, talked about how poor body image can impact our health and quality of life. We talked about the thin ideal. We talked about the impact of dieting on body image and disordered eating, including binge eating. Okay, so I think what we need to do is just really focus on and talk about what we can do to improve body image because poor body image, like I mentioned earlier, is a stressor which can affect our health in a negative way. So, Nadia, what are ways to improve body image? Okay, Kristen, I'm glad you asked that because I think it's really important. I think... Um, first off, I think it's worth just saying that body image just really refers to how people think and feel about the way they look. So it's not really a reflection on anyone's body size in any way, shape or form. It's really about how you feel about your body um, and how you kind of connect with your body. And positive body image um, is a really broad idea of how you feel in your body and how you experience your body in a positive way so it's not just about thinking that you look great all the time it's about accepting your body for how it is regardless of how it matches any ideals it's about having like self-care and compassion for your body and respect for your body it's also about kind of appreciating your body for what it can do and like the joy that it can give you in different ways and I think that's just important to say because I think it's so easy to think of like positive body image is just being like oh I think I look beautiful which is which is great and you know which is and and nice but I think positive body image is, is so many more things than just that um and I think sometimes it's easy to focus on maybe some of the other things so kind of accepting your body and um appreciating your body for what it can do because sometimes that that final piece of like you know feeling that you look beautiful may be harder for some people than for others um so in terms of what you can do to feel better about your body, there's a couple of things that um, we know from the research. And I think one of them is is focusing on, on some of those other things. So really focusing on what your body can do. And that could be in terms of moving your body. It could be in terms of exercise. Um, it can also be in terms of kind of appreciating your body because you've you know given your friend a hug or you know, you've drawn something that you're really proud of. Um, in our podcast, we actually have an episode on exercise and body image. Um, and we have a expert, Jessica, Dr. Jessica Oliva, who talks about body functionality um, in a really accessible way, which is worth listening to. Um, in terms of some other things you can do to improve your body image, so definitely that embodiment piece, that self-care piece, you know, sometimes, you know, just engaging in self-care practices, like, you know, going to bed when you're, you know, you're feeling tired, but, and kind of having that non-judgmental piece is, is good for your body and good for your relationship with your body. 
Um, and there's some interesting research that's come out this year that I really like and find fascinating. And it's 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 very new research, so I think there's more to be done. But there's uh, a series of studies that have been published about um, looking at images of nature can can improve your your body appreciation in that moment, and actually going outside and spending time in in nature, so in green spaces, um, when you're kind of away from um, I don't know built up areas and all of the kind of advertising uh, images. There's there's a, a kind of a, a start along that that stream of research, and it kind of makes intuitive sense to me that um, kind of you know, taking yourself outside, kind of being present in the moment can maybe something that that has a positive impact. Um, I mean, the other thing we can do, and we've spoken about like the influences of of media on your body image, and obviously we've got social media as well, um, and and how comparisons can make us not feel good about our body, is to to really think about how we're, um, you know, what's on our social media feed, and, and, you know, is it all just, you know, one type of, you know, is it all just people's body? You know, all just images of people's bodies, and actually, can we like diversify those images? Can we have a bit more? You know, a, a, a broader range of people that we look at. Can we have, um, you know, maybe pictures of nature, or you know, kind of, you know, think what what works for you and what makes you feel good in your body, and what makes you feel not so good in your body. And if there's anything that you know doesn't make you feel good, um, how can you avoid? You know, how can you kind of remove that if there's something that's kind of toxic in in terms of how that in terms of your body image can you remove that so for some people we know having lots of images of of models who kind of just all look a certain type of way is on their social media is is not a positive influence so actually what we might say to those people is do you have to follow them can you maybe not follow them can you have a, a digital detox can you you know follow some other people that maybe have a, a more positive um, impact. And so I think there's there are lots of different things you can do, and I think different things work for different people. But I think it's just trying different things. And, and I think, you know, like I think everyone's an expert in their own body image and like their own relationship to their body and their own experience with their body. So it's kind of working out what works for you and what makes you feel good. Um, and, you know, I think it's just kind of focusing you know, taking some of the focus away from your appearance as well, just not really, you know, I think we're all so many things more than our appearance. And I think what's, what, why I like doing body image research and why it's so important to me is that it's kind of, I think it can be so limiting to kind of just focus on our bodies all the time and our appearance all the time. And I just think there are so many other things that we could be thinking about and, and doing and experiencing. And I think, if we kind of focus on some of those other things, almost by default, we might be feeling better about our bodies. Yes, and uh, we did uh, communicate back and forth uh, before this uh, Mm -hmm. show, and you were talking about mindfulness uh, to improve our body image. And can you talk a little bit about this, but in a way... I would even say just going out in nature would be one way of, you know, being present, you know, being present, being present in the moment, being, yeah. being mindful. Yeah, I, I think that's definitely a mechanism within, within that. And I, I'd love to see more research on, 
looking at, at how being in nature, what the mechanisms are behind how being in nature can improve your, your body image. But I, I definitely agree. I think that kind of mindfulness uh, state and being present can can be a positive impact. Um, so in terms of how mindfulness can help, I think there is definitely a growing body of research to show that um, it can be a useful strategy. Um, we're actually doing some really exciting work at our centre, so the Centre for Appearance Research, looking at mindf- mindfulness interventions in schools, so with children. Um, uh, we also talk about it on the po- on our podcast. Our podcast, I don't know if we mentioned this, called Appearance Matters. So if anyone's really interested, because I'm I'm not I have to say I'm not an expert in mindfulness, but there we definitely have spoken to experts in mindfulness on our podcast. Um, but I think a part part of what I understand the mechanisms to be that why it can can be effective for some people in terms of improving body images is partly just taking the focus um, off. Of appearance and kind of accepting that you know it's kind of you know so when you maybe when we're talking about like looking at images of and wanting to make social comparisons it's, it's kind of accepting those and like no you know noticing that you're making those comparisons and then rather than attaching a lot of weight to it and kind of getting all head up it's just kind of notice that that's what you're doing and then just kind of moving on from that and then kind of uh being present in in the moment and kind of thinking about just having that different approach. And I think there's something about kind of thought replacement as well. So, you know, instead of, I mean, I think something that's kind of quite common and I was actually talking about this with a colleague earlier today is that, you know, you can kind of think of, you know, you might think, Oh, I, you know, I hate the way my body looks. I hate the way my body looks. And then, but then if you suddenly just say to that person, like, stop, you know, you shouldn't hate the way you look, you know, that's not good for you. Um, It's going to, you know, it's, it's not helpful it's really hard just to, to stop doing that. So you kind of want to maybe think about, you know, what you really do like and kind of like replacing that thought with something else. So instead of just having that mantra of like, oh, I, I look awful, I look awful, I look awful, think, you know, what what can you say to yourself um, that's positive? And maybe it's nothing to do with your appearance at all. So it's like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm a really kind person. I'm a, I'm a really funny person. I'm a really friendly person. I'm a caring person. And just kind of replacing those negative thoughts with some more positive ones, I think is uh, kind of maybe slightly moving away from mindfulness, but it's, a, it's definitely a, a strategy that's worth uh, trying out. Um, but as I say, we do speak to, to some mindfulness experts on our podcast. So um, that's worth listening to if people are really interested in that piece. Yeah, and uh, what helped me the most was just quieting my mind. And I don't know if you've uh, heard of Eckhart Tolle. He's a spiritual teacher. Mm, no, I haven't. Okay, and his book is The Power of Now, and that's what changed my life because I tried a lot of uh, different strategies to overcome my eating disorder. Nothing helped me, and then I read his book, and he talks about the importance of quieting the mind. The book mm-hmm. totally made sense to me, and I, I read his entire book, and then I started doing my meditation, you know, quieting my mind. And within three years of meditation, quieting my mind, the cravings went away and my binge eating stopped. And then there was this uh, one expert, and he feels that meditation can include concentration. So, like, uh, what I used to do is just, like, focus on my breath when I did my Mm -hmm. meditation. So that's one form of concentration. 
And then he, this expert also considers, and I'm not saying that everyone views this the same, but this is what he felt. And he's, and he also felt, felt that another meditation was mindfulness, which is just, you know, being present, being present of your environment. And then there's also transcendental meditations. Okay, so what I did was three things to help me overcome my binge eating and poor body image is I did a meditation, more of a concentration meditation where I focus on my breath. And I also went out into nature. And I'm so glad that you brought that up, Nadia, about going out into nature. That helped me tremendously. And I would go out in nature very often and would do a meditation and just walk very slow and focus on each step. I was, you know, present. I was very present of my environment and that also quieted my mind, but then also just daily activities. I would just be present in my body. So for example, if I was washing dishes, I would just be present. I would feel the energy in my body. I would feel the energy in my hands while washing dishes. And when you're present, that quiets the mind. So what helped me tremendously was quieting my mind, which helped me to overcome my eating disorder. So we talked about just the different ways to improve uh, body image and also about mindfulness going out into nature and so what I'd like to find out from you Nadia is what is your center doing to help improve you know help people to improve their body image okay well there are many things that are going on in the center um, to help people improve their body image. And I think we have a couple of different key areas. So one area that our center specializes in is school-based interventions. So um, designing evidence-based, so based on the research, so what we know to be effective and what also what we know to be acceptable to be delivered in schools, um, programs uh, that can help people help young people improve their their body image and so we have a really exciting partnership with with Dove and the Dove self-esteem project led by Professor Philippa Deirdrichs that uh, that's really get, getting these programs reaching a really large number of people so and they're kind of based on cognitive dissonance which is kind of getting people to getting young people to kind of challenge some of the ideas that we have about about the beauty myth so you know you know the kind of idea that you know if I'm thin I'm gonna be happy and successful and then it, when we look at advertising you know who who is that who's profiting from that are we profiting profiting from it no it's generally the company that's profiting from that kind of messaging so there's there's that piece and we work in secondary schools so kind of high school middle school and also there's there's work done with primary schools and we've got a so the team at the moment developing a board game, which is really exciting to, to, to help work with very young children or, or younger children, I should say, um, children really of, of all ages to to kind of celebrate diversity. And I think one way of, of feeling better in your body is to kind of have that acceptance of 
or people can look look different and still have happy, healthy lives. So that's uh, one area of, of, of work that we do. There's um, also teams kind of developing um, online interventions and apps to be done on, on mobile phones to help people improve their body image. We do have some experts that, that I know you're interested in mindfulness that kind of focus on mindfulness and acceptable like acceptance um based therapy so there's there's those interventions uh, my work is looking um at how do we do how do we create social change at, at that kind of uh, macro level so i kind of want to work with businesses and people in advertising to actually like what you know can we can businesses not foster positive body image can they not have a, a bit more diversity in their advertising um and and what impact might that have on how people feel about the way they look so i think there's lots of different ways of tackling the issue of body image and help fostering positive body image um uh so there are yeah lots of things that are going on in the center you can there's that you know maybe you could include a link to our center's website which is just www uwe.ac.uk forward slash car so c-a-r um, and then you can hear a lot about what our centre does on our podcast which is just called Appearance Matters the podcast and I think it's available on most podcast apps um, so yeah I think there's there's a lot of things that are happening all at the same time we have uh, yeah uh, probably there's a team of probably about almost 30 researchers doing doing a number of different things related to helping people feel better about the way they look so um if people are interested it's definitely worth checking out uh what we're what we're doing a bit more yes absolutely um i feel that you should uh, definitely check out that website i have been to that website a lot of great information uh, research and also uh, check out Nadia's podcast. Okay, so uh, Nadia, we're at the end of my show. Is there any last comments that you'd like to mention? Uh, no, I just say thank you very much for having me on. I'd love it if your listeners checked out our podcast, uh, Appearance Matters Podcast, wherever you get your podcast from. Um, but I've really enjoyed speaking with you. Yes, I enjoyed speaking with you, and I just want to thank you and your team at the Center for making a, a positive impact on this in this world. And uh, so, listeners, uh, please send me an email, Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-E-N, at kristenharperspeaks.com, and let me know what health and wellness topics that you would like to hear in the future on my show. And you can find me on social media, Facebook, Google Plus, Twitter, LinkedIn. Wishing all of you a wonderful week. Thank you for being a part of the show this week. Tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated with your host, Kristen Harper can be heard live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Kristen can't wait to speak again next week.